Dustin. Yeah. Bryson. Me. Biggie Smalls. Boom. Danny Leibarger. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. All three of us. Salt right. and Peppa and Heavy D up in the limousine. Sorry. <laughs> all of us are in the DZ right now. We're in the deconstruction zone. Um, I told you I was going to say this before camera. And I was like, you know, I'm going to wait till we're live to tell you. I, I need to hear it. I think there's a, I'm going to say 50. I said to someone 60% chance today. I've dropped it down to 50 because I feel a little better. But a 50% chance I think I retour something in my knee this week. Doing what? I, that's what I don't know. My I, It feels all the same signs and symptoms of when I tore my ACL. And I played basketball, but like did nothing explosive. <laughs> did nothing that... Fe- I've seen you play basketball. <laughs> I can confirm that there was nothing explosive. No, nothing explosive. <laughs> and I like didn't leave it like, oh, I think I hurt myself. Yeah. And then like hours later, I was like, oh, like... That could just be swelling. It could be. That sw- could be swelling. Do you wear a brace ever? I did today for the yeah. first half of the day because it was the only... Like I can't sit up and sit down without like losing... Oh, like, yeah. Uh, stability. It's wild. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Hey. You're a young man. I'm a young man. You shouldn't be having these problems. Despite this? <laughs> like my gray that's just taken hey, over? Hey, why don't you get that stuff that I see on the commercials? Just for me? You, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but you just brush it in and magically yeah. you've got brown hairs again. I want to be all gray. I, I really? look like a skunk right now is what I don't like. I'd rather no, just be all gray. Nobody knows that. It, it's all. It, this is all a journey, man. You mm. Don't think about it too much. You're a good looking guy. I like you. Well, hey, so uh, if no one figured it out yet, if they're listening to audio, then maybe they, they're they waiting and holding out for Emily's voice to come through. She's not here today. It's just you and me. She's not here. Um, and if you don't know who I am, hello, I'm Dustin. I'm the producer. And really, I'm the B team. When they're, when they're like, hey, bring in the lefty, and then, then the lefty, not that guy, that guy. So even worse than that guy, that's when they bring me in. <laughs> the second lefty? Yeah, <laughs> the second lefty. So, um, But I had kind of an interesting topic for us today because uh, like the main point of the podcast in some ways is like going through Emily's journey. She's not here, so we're not going to manufacture that without her. It'd be fun, though. It could be It'd fun. It'd be fun to like do Roll her part. journey <laughs> for her. Like, What's the next stages of the journey? That could, that could be a, a fun. We could do a whole season without her, but you pretend to be her for a whole season. What what if we did a thing where we just like crystal balled it, like we had an eight eight ball, and we just like Will Emily, and then and then the end of that is like, but she doesn't get to listen, so we just <laughs> kind of get to play it out in real time. That's stupid. I'm I think sorry. it's actually. I'm sorry, I'm talking. I think it's an interesting idea. Um. So, but my thought for today was I on my way here was like googling some different like christian saying someone said something well, you're you. googling in your car while you're driving I, it wasn't the most safe thing i've ever done um at stoplights that's what my wife always says um it recently is what... she said she sent me a photo and then she's like i was like stop stop texting and driving and she goes no i was at a stoplight how do you know i'm texting and driving i said could you send me a photo <laughs> from like the driver's seat of the car <laughs> So you I'm should not, press. I'm not that smart, but press the live photo and see if the car is moving while the picture. Oh, I should. Yeah, I should. If it's a live photo. Um, but what we're going to do today is I have some sayings I want to go through, like Christianese sayings. Okay. Um, some that I just want to hear your thoughts on. I don't know how much we'll talk about them, but yeah. one of the things that I think if people aren't a part of the church, sometimes they hear things that people say. An example: 
Uh, maybe we'll start with this one, but an example is like, love the sinner, hate the sin. That's mm-hmm. kind of like a popular Christian saying. Yeah. It's not actually in the Bible, right? right? And some of these, uh, or all of these, aren't really in the Bible. Though, you could make an argument that you could pull pieces to make the case for a saying like that. But when I think about people that are deconstructing, oftentimes, like, it can sometimes be pointed back to some sayings like these. Like, things that they just assume to be true. And they're like, well, I'm not going to subscribe to a, a Jesus that would say this or a Bible that teaches that. And for most of these, they're not at least explicitly in there. And so I thought, like, let's talk about them. Like, um, really, we can take any direction, but maybe from you and me as, like, followers of Jesus, like, what do we initially think about these? Where are they good? Where are they bad? Where are they problematic? And just chat around them a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but let's start with love the sin or hate the sin, right? Like, that's maybe the most popularly known one. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually is used in terms of, like, um, at least in my perspective, used in terms of like LGBTQ plus people, like it's toward towards primarily gay people in the church. Like, well, we love you, uh, but your homosexual lifestyle is a sin or you're a transgendered person. That's a sin. So we love you. We just have to hate this whole sin thing. And mm-hmm. when you hear that in any context of sin, but maybe you could narrow it down to one in particular if you want to. But when you hear that, like what initially pops into your mind? I mean, initially what pops into my mind is that it's it's unidirectional Mm. so when you say that to someone you're not talking to yourself you're not looking in a mirror yeah right so so you're you're going to give yourself probably maybe not everybody maybe some people are like what's that called when you whip yourself like self self flagellation yeah maybe some people are doing that and also that's not good don't do that either that's not in the bible either but uh but they're, you know, we're, we are human beings and we're, it's way easier to point at other people than to point at ourselves. So yeah. first thing I think of when I hear love the sinner, hate the sin is, uh, how often do you apply that to your own life? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe some people do, maybe some people just really like are struggling with their own sin, uh, which is just a Christian word for like wrongdoing mm-hmm. things that they know are wrong. And even if you're not even a Christian, like you can have your own moral compass and go against your own moral compass. Yeah. You can make decisions based on things that you want to do, maybe drugs or sex or whatever it is that, that you say, nope, I, I consider this to be immoral or wrong. Yeah. And you still do it anyway. Um, so how often are we doing that? How often are we looking at our own self in the mirror when we're saying it? And the other thing is, I don't know how you can... I don't know how you can, if especially when you look at it, look at it from the LGBTQ lens. If you're looking at a person, a human being, and you say, "I love you, but I hate who you are," <laughs> right. that's problematic. Yeah, which is like not in like that's definitely a way that that could be rephrased, right? Mm-hmm. That's not an unfair recharacterization. I don't think of so because it, because because who they are whether or not you believe that's who they actually are mm-hmm. or take all of that nuance away who that person perceives themselves to be and who they are presenting as is that it's who they believe that they are it's who they are yeah. right and to say that you hate their sin and their sin is who they are is you hate them yeah that's it there's no you can't there's no differentiate. You we say love the sinner. That's the frosting. That's that's what makes us feel good. Yeah, hate the sin. Really, it's just. And I I don't think that. I don't think that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Christians, who say that a lot, actually hate the people. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that. I think that they just get inundated with 
certain mm. information and certain like dogma and, and theology. Yeah. And then they go, this is what I have to say. They may don't, maybe don't even know a single person who's gay or trans or anything. And then yeah. they're going to, or sh- like someone that's an alcoholic right? or anything uh, that like whatever, with, whatever they're using to be the yeah. sin in this situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So from maybe an interesting question to ask, like if you were going to rephrase it and you want to be charitable, like what would you, if you were going to try to take the best of that, phrase and strip away the worst of it hold on let me i'm sorry yeah even like start from love the sinner yeah it starts off with you're a sinner Mm -hmm. like it's you're it's accusatory yeah and not self-reflective as you said at all like you're loving the the sinner right singular right not as if you're not right a sinner yeah so how would you rephrase it then to make it more charitable and maybe more (laughs) christ-like love people yeah that's it I dig it. Love people. That's it. Yeah. I and like that there's a, there's other stuff in there, man. And there's going to be nuances and there's going to be battles and you're going to fight with things. And if you're not wrestling in your own soul with stuff, you don't have to say everything out loud. Trust me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you know? I do. I'm a podcaster. So. Well, <laughs> I'm, I know. Cause I, I know you off camera too. And yeah. you don't say everything on mic. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you say everything out loud, but like sometimes we get, we need to just wrestle with stuff. Yeah. I dig that. And I think there's actually a lot of wisdom in that. Like, in ter- and that's why I was kind of tongue in cheek saying, like, me, like, I'm doing, like, we're on this podcast, right? But right. there is, like, a ton of wisdom being, like, not everything has to be verbally mm-hmm. processed or shared, or, yeah. like, not everything that we think needs to be put out into the world. But, and um, I'm a verbal processor, like, I'm an out loud oral processor. So it does help me, but I, yeah. I do spend a great deal of time thinking because yeah. not everything comes out of my mouth. And a lot of times when it does come out of my mouth, I get in trouble for it. Yeah. So another interesting one that I'm thinking, like, so I just got a call yesterday. Um, someone in our congregation's mother passed away. Um, and so talking with them and letting them know, like, I'm praying for you. Um, like, is there anything I can do? Chatting about funeral logistics. Like, can I be there? Can I help? Like, what, what's all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't say this, but I've had people say this to me before in terms of losses of life in my family or, like, tra- I remember when I went through my divorce or my ACL was torn like big traumatic things in my life, like that were life changing. Something I've heard said uh, both to me and I've heard said to other people, and I don't try to say this or not, but may, I probably have, uh, everything happens for a reason. Um, when you hear that phrase, um, which is not necessarily in the Bible, like, it does come out of like a theological lens of like predestination, like God is orchestrating things. Like, so there could be a precedent for believing that, but like everything happens for a reason isn't inherently in the bible Mm -hmm. and so but when you hear that like both what do you think about it but a more interesting question maybe that i would want to know is like say you're in that for like that position of something is happening like say something really harsh happened to me like what would be maybe the comforting thing you would say to someone that so it's kind of two-part question like what do you think about it and then maybe you're the the friend or the pastor or the the just the voice of grace what would you say that you think would be uplifting or maybe what would you want to hear if you were in that situation? Yeah. I mean, everything happens for a reason. That's not where I thought you were going, by the way, I thought you were going somewhere else, but yeah, uh, everything happens for a reason. I do kind of like say it and think it. You do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but now that we're sitting here talking about it and there's these bright lights on me in a yeah. microphone, I'm thinking like, does everything happen for a reason? And if, because there has to be a reasoner, is that a word? Yeah. 
No, well, no, I don't think it's word. But, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if if there has to be a a maker of the reason or yeah. a, a a higher power that would, and I don't think that God is up there, you know, GI Joe Barbie like moving right. us around. Right, piecing us around. Right. No, I think that we have um, lots of autonomy and free will, and um, yeah. So everything happens for a reason. I don't know if I buy that now that we're sitting here. Yeah. Well, the conversation that, so this is actually what made me think about this, this topic as a whole was this kind of question. I had got lunch with someone yesterday and they said uh, a phrase like God doesn't bring you to it, but God brings you through it. Another mm-hmm. like non biblical phrase, but something I was like, I actually kind of agree with that. Cause that's like, not everything happens for a reason, which could be like God orchestrates everything, but God can make goodness out mm-hmm. of things. Like yeah. is a much more maybe charitable way to look at it. Sure. Um, because I, I I go back and forth. Because in all of these things, I'm not necessarily saying aren't true, or mm. I'm not making a value statement on them. But like, I think kind of both sides of the hat. Like, if I was in a situation, it would equal parts be really comforting for someone maybe to say everything happens for a reason because it gives me a lens to look where God. But is what if moving. the reason's bad? Right. <laughs> you know. What so I mean? that's the other side like, of it. Is like, it's I could feel really uplifted to be like, well, good, God is in this. Yeah. But then like, what if five, ten years down the road, one week whatever it's like nothing that god didn't work that for good mm, you know and right so i can definitely see and it's one of the reasons i kind of avoid saying because i know that it at its best can be really comforting to people but it's worse it can kind of cause you to spiral right um yeah i uh i i i, I the thing you said about god doesn't bring you to it but it i mean that i do agree with i just cringe when I hear like rhymey those phrases. pastor rhymey right. phrases that you're just like, and I know that they help people remember. And I, I think those are great. I just think, I think a lot of times we minimize our faith to like bullet points that the yeah. pastor says that are, that yeah. rhyme or they're all yeah. start with the letter a or whatever. I went to a service <clears throat> in Chicago. It's a church. I really, it's called soul city church. Um, and it's a, a fun church. It's in, um, several places in Chicago now, uh, and their worship director was preaching, and he was talking about worship in general. Like, uh, and he said, <laughs> their lead pastor does this. Their pastors do this. Lead pastors, like, kind of make these idioms and these yeah. phrases. And so he did one, and he was kind of making like, I'm trying to be like Pastor Jared here, uh, and he's like, well, when you make <laughs> to have effective worship, you have to make your worship a warship, uh. and I. I laugh about that still. And I have a Spotify worship playlist called <laughs> make my worship a worship because it's like, I, I a, don't find it theologically helpful at all, but I find it really funny. Uh, like the phraseology of it. But, yeah. but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it does minimize it. It's like, Oh great. It's catchy. I have not forgot it, Yeah, but it doesn't always have a lot of depth to it. Right. You know? I mean, I guess if it makes you, you know, go deeper and think things through, I guess it works. It just, it, I mean, we, we've been doing that in our faith for so long, like the Reese's peanut butter cup t-shirts that say like Jesus instead of Reese's, yeah, you know, yeah. and like we take, we take cool stuff that is in, <laughs> is in culture. And then we go, and make it yeah, cool. look at this. <laughs> I'm going to make this shirt lame. And I wouldn't wear a t-shirt that says Reese's on it either. Right. That's but, the funny thing. It's yeah. like, you wouldn't wear that shirt right. for the brand. Yeah. And I love Reese's I favorite candy of all oh, time. I love it. I um, love it. What's your favorite candy? It's up there. I mean, the it's up there. Crunch bars are up there when they're fresh. Yeah. You if you get like a crunch bar at a Dollar General or whatever, like those are so old they've been in a warehouse. They're white. You know, yeah, you yeah, know, right. it's like weird. Chocolate. It is the sign, like the whiteness of them. Like yep. you can tell they're like oxidized or whatever. It's oh, like they're it's not gross. good. But if you get a gas station and you're gonna pay more for it because they're like 
dollar eighty or two bucks mm-hmm. or whatever. But you get a crunch bar from there. They're going to be fresh. Remember Bunch um, of Crunch? Yeah, I just had some the other day. Actually. They still make them. They do. I, they, they're was, at the dollar store. That was one of my favorites. First yeah. day candy I ever had. It was all right. It was all right. Um, but anyway, back to the back to the thing. It's like okay, um, it, I, you know, I, I'm with you on the on the you know God does the in the Bible it does say that God works everything for the good of those who love Him. So that is in the Bible, right? Yeah. And that does sound it, it, with a lot more words like everything happens for a reason. If you say that to someone who's not a believer, is that how it works? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how helpful little cliches are. So you asked me at the beginning, what would I say to someone who is hurting? And, you know, honestly, like, I'm a big fan of just being like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, and I have to think about it for a second because... I can easily just go, I'm so sorry, like, and just say it with no feeling or no meaning because I don't really yeah. even mean it. I just, I, I actually need to take a second and think and go like, oh, if that happened and that, you know, like if this happened to your knee the second time, man, that, that really is tough. And I know it was yeah. tough on you last time. I love Danny. He's my friend. Like I, I honestly like have to go through all this in my head. I'm not yeah, just like, there, yeah. I'm not just like insta empathetic that's not my jam yeah i'm with you on that and so i go but i do care about you so if you had to go through a hardship of any kind that that bums me out so then i'm so then i can say hey man i'm sorry is there anything i can do and when i say that to people i mean it when i tell people i'm going to pray for them i mean it i and i maybe only do it once or twice because i forget but i will like I'll, i'll pray mean it i'll pray right away and then usually the next time i see him you know and it also helps me to remember to ask him how stuff's going yeah yeah, I've actually made a point of that. Like when I've, I used to be really bad at it. I'll pray for you, mm-hmm. uh, and then I wouldn't do it, which yeah. is not. It doesn't exactly fit in this like things in the Bible, but I do wonder when people say they'll pray for you if they actually mean yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm because I'm guilty, so it's more like self-reflective. And I've made a point now if I say it to someone over text or in person, like either pray with the person in the moment because uh. like why not, right? We don't. I don't think we do that enough. Yeah. Um, but also like. If I can, I'll just like stop and be like, I should probably pray for you because I said I was going to do this. <laughs> and yeah, full full truth, yeah. I do that. But sometimes I'll do it just because I'll say like, oh, I'll pray for you, and then I'll be like, oh, I can't lie about this. I gotta pray for him right now because <laughs> I'm gonna forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do it right then. Um. So uh, maybe what you thought I was gonna say. Yeah. So I had to say like, in if it's not this one, I do want to hear it after this one. Okay. Uh, which is God won't give you more than you can handle. That's where I thought you. Were okay. Going. Yeah. Um. What do you think about that one? Well, you know, what does it mean that, what does it mean to say that he won't give you more than you, what, what, what can you handle? Mm -hmm. I mean, what does that mean? So does that mean that you're going to go through a bunch of pain? You're going to go through tears. You're going to go through trauma. You're going to go through heartache and then, but you're going to go through, right? Yeah. So, or does that mean like you take your own life. Like what is that more than you can handle mean? Yeah. Right. Because to me it, you know, what's the end result of that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so that it's, it's a, it's a nice saying that makes people feel warm, I guess. Uh-huh. It makes people feel like they could trust God. Like they go, okay, well he's not going to give me more to handle. So, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is that biblically we, we can handle anything. Yeah. I mean, we're, we have the Holy spirit lives inside us, the helper, whatever God lives inside of us is what we believe. And so what can't we handle? Yeah. You know, and I've been in some pretty dark places, so I'm not some like 
you know, pasty white Christian boy who's always been a Christian who, you know, I've been in some pretty dark spots and I've been in dark spots before I was a believer and after. And so, uh, I think, I think God is with people even before they're, you know, believers in him. And again, like followers of him, I should say. Um, but you know, if you, if you're a person who, is struggling with something th- those are nice words to hear like to, to know that god's got your back it's pretty nice yeah um it's just not accurate i mean yeah. god's gonna allow you i mean look if, if you take job either way if it was just an uh, an analogy or yeah. job was a real person and all those things happened yeah and I for mean, anyone that doesn't know like job like yeah i mean his life the story I mean, of literally job. just full yeah. torn up from the ground up yeah old testament story book of the bible like mm-hmm. pretty much everything of like loved ones dying his kids died his wife died sickness disease yeah. outcast like all the things happen and in the story it's like the devil is like subjecting him to these right. things as a test right um but yeah it's like pretty he, funny at the end too though yeah how he comes off like i got new kids i got a new wife <laughs> it's a weird story oh 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 <laughs> Like, was she better looking? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I find Job, someone's early on to me said as a pastor, like, you shouldn't preach on Job until you've really seen some shit. Like, that's not, obviously, that's probably not what they really said. They were like, until you've experienced some pain or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I actually, the more I think, early, I was like 22. I was like, I can preach on whatever the hell I want. Yeah. And I'm doing Job next week. Yeah. How about Uh, you? Now I'm going to do Job every week for a year. And I'm kind of like, you know what? Like, there's wisdom in that because outside of like going through hardship, um, and even relating to the story of like figuring out like what you can handle and like, and where's God in all of that. Like, mm-hmm. I think up to the point when someone said to me, I had very few hardships in my life. And so I didn't even have the framework to like entertain the idea of Job's life. So, sure. Yeah. That. And where God would be in or not be in the midst of it. You just be using your ma- imagination to the best of your ability. Yeah. And, and that's not the same thing. Yeah. So it, I, I'm with you though. Cause I feel like right now, like I'm in like a pretty, we were talking a little bit before, like, I'm just like a little stressed right now, like a little overwhelmed. Like I feel like a lot. And I think I believe it's like God wouldn't give me more than I, but I, I still don't even think, cause like I've given myself a lot. Like God, it's not like God just like, Hey, here's another like stress for you to hold. Right, right. Or here's another work assignment or here's another, like, I feel like I've actually done all that. And so equal parts, maybe it is true. Like I've given myself more than I can handle yeah. at times. Yeah. But I think what you said, that's not overtly said in that, text in that line but i think implied is like regardless of what you are carrying god is walking with you and supporting you which i think is maybe more helpful for me to hear because then it's not about load management and what god is or isn't giving me Mm -hmm. it's about my remembrance and really deep held belief that like in the midst of all of it the good the bad the ugly the stressed the whatever like god is walking with me like I find that more uplifting than God won't give me more than I can handle, especially when I am giving myself most of the things that I can't handle. You know, Danny, there was a girl walking on a beach and there were starfish all over the beach. You know, this one Stop me. There's only one set of footprints. (laughs) That's where he carried her. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I I think that, uh, yeah, again, you said like the saying is God, won't give you more than you can handle is God giving us anything or is he meaning like, or is he taking like the stress, this, like, mm. I don't know, you know, like, is he, is he testing us all the time? You know, is that like when bad things happen, is that a test from God Yeah. or is that just, we live in a 
on the planet that's broken. Yeah. And yeah, I would tend to, that's also, and we don't have, this is its whole topic on its own, but when I get into, like I took a moral or an ethics class in seminary and we talked about evil and like mm. do these, like Westboro Baptist, right? They think people are dying right. and soldiers are dying and tornadoes are happening because of America's sin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty bad theology. Um, I think it's a bad reading of scripture for yeah. sure. Yeah. And there is this idea that's like, I think in general it's really bad theology to be like these things are happening because God is making them happen. Mm-hmm. And I, but I know again we said we wouldn't talk about Emily, but I know like one of her big beefs is like, well, then the other side of that is God is just allowing shit to happen, right? And so there's, I think there's some level of nuance in there of like God's place and activity and all the things, and not like allowing freedom and allowing choice, but also again not bringing us two things but through things and mm-hmm. like i think it's a really the more i think like we could probably do a two-hour episode just on that topic yeah and i think that i think her and i love her you know so i'm not throwing shade she'll listen to this but i think that there's there's her argument falls short in a lot of ways because this is such a short time that we're that we're here on this planet mm-hmm. like so to say like well like okay you're a dad and you love your kids and you would you know you you wouldn't like let them run into a fiery building, but God allows those things. You know, he allows us to run into proverbial, you know, fiery buildings in our lives. Right. And why would he do that? Well, uh, you know, my thing is, is that if I was omniscient and omnipotent and I knew everything and I knew that Micah running into a burning building would change his life in X number of ways and draw and bring him closer to me as his dad or whatever, which is, would be my goal. It's kind of, this thing kind of breaks down, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I'd go like, okay, you know, but if he was like, if he's going to run in there and die, uh, but I knew that in eight years he was going to be a heroin addict and maybe that, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like God yeah, knows what the we bigger don't understand. Picture changes perspective. Right? Yeah. It's a whole thing we don't get. And so like, why does he allow these things to happen? You know, he sees things on a plane we can't even fathom. So, yeah. And I have to trust that that's. Yeah. Good. Which I think is where I fall on a lot of it. Right. It's like there's and I've said this in different in arrangements through the course of this podcast is like, but I truly I truly believe in like the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. and like my inability to understand the full perspective of God. Right. I kind of just like embrace the mystery of that. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like my kids, like my kids are 15 and 12 and the amount of times that they look at me and roll their eyes. Cause I'm not going to do something that they want me to do, or I'm not going to let them eat something right before dinner or whatever it is, you know, but you're 15. Like you don't yeah. know, like, you know, there's a lot of, in a lot of ways, like my son is, is become very mature in the last couple of years. But then there's a lot of ways that like, like he's learning how to drive now. Yeah. And I, and he's so good at all, you know, everything else, like his hand-eye coordination is fantastic. You know, he's a soccer player, all these things. And you go, yeah, he's, he's like, I look at him kind of in a lot of ways, like a man, Uh not like a boy anymore. And, but then we get in the car and he has no idea what's going on, you know? And now, okay, you're a little boy still in this scenario. And that's how we are. Like God knows and sees things so much different than we do. We do, you know, they want to know why they can't get, these new shoes or whatever they don't understand what the budget is yeah they don't understand what finances are and how much money we make as a family and the right. bills you know there's so much and that's how we are it doesn't yeah. matter if you're 90 years old there's still so much we don't know that yeah. god knows and so right and the interesting thing about that analogy you're using is like for, especially for parents like when they become parents sometimes like well now like 
we've arrived right and we now view ourselves in like that godlike role mm-hmm. looking and but the difference like, we're just in a different level of like childlike maturation like we're right. still maturing like we don't just become like in the same way you're like my kid is still a child and like there are things and yeah. there's times of maturity and time like that's still how god hundred percent right agree, it's yeah. like we haven't just evolved to that and i think that's an interesting perspective to think through as like as we get older as we evolve as we become like maybe a pastor, a church member, a parent, a leader, like whatever. Like, it's not like we've somehow like crossed the threshold to the other side. We're still that kid that God is like, you still can't see the full picture, but you're getting better at it. Yeah. And we won't not this side of heaven at least. Right. Uh, my, my mom is here from Seattle and my daughter and her were just talking right before you got here. And my, my mom had shipped a bunch of stuff like, like toys and like not toys but like fun stuff to do whatever and like crafts and stuff and Uh so she's showing my daughter uh this stuff and she's going like well we could use this for this and my mom's really imaginative and and like crafty and stuff and my daughter's looking at her like what she's 12 she's like grandma that is this that is a canvas grandma not a piece of paper and then my, my mom's like yeah i know and but like my it's just the confidence that my daughter has to say like well this old lady doesn't know anything you know but she's the idiot in the conversation right yeah my my daughter is not yeah. my mom uh my, my mom's like uh, i've made i've used this a thousand times you know, right. so it's just funny, and that's how we are. With, that's a good. We one. think we figure everything out, and then we're like, okay, we made it, but yeah. we're not. We're still kids, and we kind of all are twelve-year-old Christians, even when we get older, because we have this hubris to be like, well, mm-hmm. I figured it all out, right? Or like, I hear us or say, I figured something out, yeah. But I hear us say things like that. You said you're like, how could you be like, you're so stupid? Like this can't be that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we say that to God all the time, right? Right. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. LGBTQ people can't love Jesus or be, you know, it's like what? Yeah. Um, and people do that with a million different things. A right? million different things. So here's my last one for us, and we'll wrap it up with this one, because uh, I think it's the most. Pro- I think it's the most problematic, but okay. I think maybe maybe you love it. I probably do. God helps those who help themselves. I'm a bootstrap guy, but I, I that's clearly not in the Bible. Yeah. That's the antithesis of what Jesus was about. Yeah, I mean, He helped all of us who could not help ourselves. Yeah. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for yeah. us. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I think a core tenet of the gospel is that we are helped by God because we cannot wholly help ourselves. Right. So the idea, it, I, yeah, to your point, you said, I actually have nothing else to add. You said, I think what is perfect. It's antithetical to the gospel because mm-hmm. it puts us as the ones doing all, the, like the help, the work, the job. Like I think Christ is the one doing the work and the job. Yeah. I mean, some people... Are, are not capable of helping themselves, you know, whether or not maybe it's a mental illness or whatever it is, right? Like some people just, I have family members who cannot help themselves, you know, and, and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a backwards way to think about, and I don't know who and said a it merit first. based way to help. Yeah, like, that's true. It's whoever have achieved the most work or have done right. the most, then get the most help from Jesus back or from God, you know, but then we read the, the parable of the talents and then we go, wait, maybe God does help. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, cause it, that, that parable does feel that way in yeah. some ways. Did you listen to my sermon? No. No, that's what I just preached on. Did you? 
Well, I mean, I edited your sermon. Yeah. The, well, the talent. Mine was the the master and the servants. Like he gives five to this one. Right. Two to, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is that not, is that not the talent? Yeah, I think it probably. I get the names of them all. I that don't stuff, know. But, yeah. But yeah, I did talk about that one. But I my whole point in the message was uh, that it's not actually an ROI message that Jesus, like he's not or the master in this story seems to be less concerned about return of investment and more just like courageously risk taking uh, i see um and not like or just showing up and doing something yeah or just like yeah yeah but i think that i could see now even in the language we're saying like you take that snippet you could easily yeah misconstrue that into god helps those who help themselves right. and we talk and a part of what we're doing today is like how maybe how do you get there and i think maybe yeah. that's how you get there right is you take a thing like that and you're like well jesus said it that's right, right. and that's that was my point was that like where did that come from? Oh, maybe that's where that came from. Yeah. Because you read that and you go, oh. yeah. In which I said this on Sunday when the message was like, I think almost certainly in every, in the majority of Jesus' parables, the most overt takeaway is not the most, value, like the subversive one is mm-hmm. what Jesus is always pushing towards. And so you look at this, it's like, it seems like a return on investment. But why thing. would he do that? He knows we're all idiots. He does know we're idiots, right? I mean, but, his, his, his apostles every time are like, yeah. so Lord. Yeah. And well, doesn't he say somewhere in one of them is like, I'm going to teach these things and you guys just aren't going to understand them. Like you're going to, yeah, probably. you're going to mess it up. So just be, just be blunt, man. Be blunt. Yeah. Well, I hope this was, uh, well, a couple of things. Hey, I hope this was helpful for like anyone listening or watching, like in some ways just to even verbal process, but I hope it was fun for you. Like I kind of, these kind of things I find interesting just yeah. to dive into. And so, yeah. And you know, hopefully the, the viewers, uh, we know Emily's the star of the show, let's be honest. But, like, you know, when she's not here, if we can do something a little bit different and it adds a little bit to their life, that'd be cool. So I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, are we going to do, though, re- recommendation station? I do you got one? I do. Yeah, well, then, of course. Let's take it down to a little place I like to call recommendation do-do-do-do-do. station. Do-do-do-do. Toot, toot. All right. So there's a show, um, I think A24 produced it called Beef. Oh yeah, it's on Netflix. Have, right? Yeah, have you seen or it? Hulu, Netflix. It's on Netflix. I think. Yeah, yeah. I have not, but it's like highly yeah. reviewed. Yeah, it is so good. I didn't know it was a twenty. They were making so much. It's because of the writer strike, though. I guess right. Oh, they're I not know. striking. Oh, is that true? I think they're part of some in- independent. Pass That's why something? they keep pushing stuff out. Well, I don't know, but here's what I know. I saw the cover of it, and I was like, it was so weird. Yeah, like the cover photo on the screen. Yeah, it's like the guy is the middle finger. He uh, is a finger of a hand or whatever. I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. No, the one I saw, they're just like, he's like screaming. His face is the whole thing and he's screaming. Oh, okay. And then I saw another one where she was doing it. And I was like, I don't know. This is weird. I like weird stuff. So I hit play and I mean, I was hooked, dude. It is, it is, it's so good. The writing is so good. Is it a comedy? It is funny. There's definitely some really funny parts in it, but it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. It's probably a dramedy, I guess. Okay. But, uh, so it's basically about this character. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but it's about this character at the very beginning, there's a road rage incident Mm -hmm. and then the way that their lives intertwine because they're, they're going after revenge. Okay. They're all about revenge against the other person. And then the way that, you know, that all goes down, it's, I, I'm rarely entertained anymore with television. Like I'm pretty. Yeah. And this is a series or a it's movie? a series. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, eight episodes or something. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but it, you know, I'm, I'm rarely like pumped about TV shows nowadays or you, it's like, I mean, I'm more into reality TV again. Cause it's, yeah. it's at least sort of organic. Sure. And so, yeah, that's what, that's it. Beef. Watch it. Uh, there, you know, if you're a kid, don't watch it. 
because there's some stuff. But yeah, but you went, you did all eight, and you loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Okay. I was sad. This is how I know if something's really good. If I'm sad at the end, like I wish there were more episodes. Because yeah. generally speaking, almost everything I watch, I'm just like, first season was great, and then everything else sucked. Yeah. That's how I felt. Did you watch? Did you watch Severance season one? I watched Severance. Season yeah. Did one. you like it? That uh, I, I felt did. when that ended, I was like, there was a hole in my life yeah. that I was like, I need this and, tomorrow, and I did not want to watch it. I was just in this show hole, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, let me That's see. How I felt let it, me yeah. see. Like the, I like I like that guy from. Yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And I watched in the first episode. I was kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. I like the cinematography. The, st- the the character development seemed to be pretty good. The premise, I wasn't that into. I thought yeah. it was kind of stupid. That's what I thought. I was like, this is going to be a work-life yeah. balance thing. I wasn't, And it's so freaky and good. Yeah, it's uh, so good. My recommendation, mm-hmm. I also just finished a Netflix show that I don't know that will be widely popular or not, but it's the quarterback or whatever. It falls oh, to yeah. the NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, and I like never watched the NFL. Like I, they, I just ended the last episode is an episode about the Super Bowl, and I was like, I didn't even watch Super Bowl. So it's like yeah. I, like did, it yeah. was like I was watching the game. It was like oh, that's kind of fun, but it was really good. Like um, I'm always interested in seeing celebrities in real life, mm-hmm. um, and so I really I liked it. If you like sports, you'd like it. But it's also a great reminder that these people do not live lives like us. Yeah. I was like watching these people, right? And there's three quarterbacks: uh, Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota and Marcus Mariota, Oregon Duck alum, uh, Heisman Trophy winner was there. He was the most interesting to follow and his life was perhaps the most like other people's mm-hmm. still bringing in as a backup this year millions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like not like and then Mahomes is like a, a, during a part of a subplot like he's building a home uh-huh. in Kansas City like he's he just signed his contract which is a half a billion dollar contract. Um, at the time, it was signed the biggest in history. Right. And I'm like seeing this house, and I'm like, well, like that's right. just not my yeah, life. Yeah, cars come and pick him up. And, yeah, like he yeah. rolled up in like what is a hundred and something thousand dollar Bronco to a game, and I was like, that's not my life, right? And right. like a jacket that's twenty thousand dollars, right? So, but uh, so at that side, it was like interesting to be like, and as the Mega Millions jackpot's getting closer to a billion right yeah. now, I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. You can't like, do that. You're Methodist. I could uh, could live life. Can't Methodist. Gamble. Hey, you're not allowed. Oh. I bought a ticket the other day. Oh, no. I lost. I hope the the bishop's not watching. Oh, he watches. Bishop, he's a big fan. Um, I don't know. Who you calling a bish? (laughs) But it's a great show. So quarterbacks, it's one season. There's actually, it's not drama, but like a bunch of quarterbacks have declined to be in season two. Oh. um, Because the people they asked are kind of, maybe they would be the most interesting to follow. Mm -hmm. But they're like, I kind of got to get my shit together for this season of my life. Otherwise, I might not have a job. And so it's, or it's like, I want to win the Super Bowl or I want to be an MVP or whatever. And so a lot of the really compelling people said no this year. Interesting. interesting. Well, they're pushing it hard on my feed. Like when I pop on, it's always that. And I like Mahomes. So I've thought about checking it out. I'm not a big NFL guy either. Yeah. But uh, if you like Mahomes the most, which for me was other than Mariota was the most compelling. Kirk Cousins was actually really interesting, like a very Christian dude. Oh, really? And so that was really interesting. But um, it's very Mahomes centric and it kind of becomes focally on him as they win the Super Bowl, right? So it like zeros in on him. Yeah. As a Missouri, so they, were, they had been filming that. They were filming that. Yeah, I mean, they lucked out because Mariota plays half the season and gets benched, mm. and so that's a really interesting storyline. Kirk Cousins, best record in football, or one of the best MVP candidate, lose in the first round. Very interesting, or the wild card. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes, like up and down season injuries, but really good MVP. He wins MVP. Goes plays to, hurt all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it was a cool. Like I was just thinking, actually, as I was watching it, like 
I don't know that they'll find three better right. and more interesting people. Yeah. Um, and I love those shows. They did a high school version of it. I used to like called QB1. I thought yeah. it was great. And so I was like, oh, this is just the pro version of it. Do you that. watch F1, that F1 show? Which one's that one? Um, the Need for Speed or something. Oh, no. Is it good? It's so good. I've never been into car racing of any kind. Okay. And now I watch, I follow F1 because it, you know who the, you know who the managers are, the principal owners, the driver, and they start to go through and, you know, they do all the interviews. Yeah. And so you get to know them. I'll it's say, great. Yeah. I was going to recommend another one, but I'll save it for our next one. So all right. uh, I actually kind of forgot we were podcasting for a second because we were just like <laughs> just riffing. Yeah. I kind of yeah. forgot. So uh, with that, we'll keep riffing off camera, but we'll wrap this up, friends. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, embrace, embrace the, the journey. journey.